Hello and welcome to The Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today really excited to reconnect with Mel Berry, who is the co-founder of Her Spirit. We're connecting in uh, Nottingham, UK, and it's been probably nearly a year since we last connected. So really fantastic to catch up with you again. Thanks for making the time, Mel. Oh, no, it's a pleasure, Rob. I was kind of laughing back to, you know, a year ago. I was sat in a BMW kind of car showroom huddled in someone's kind of office. That was the time where we used to be able to, you know, physically kind of um, see each other. But it's great to uh, and thank you for, you know, the opportunity to be part of this. No, wonderful to catch up. And, and you've been doing some amazing work with Her Spirit and, uh, you know, making a huge impact on, on women's lives and, and obviously the community as an extension of that. I'd love to hear a little bit, and I'm sure the viewers would, a little bit about your background and your story, please. Yeah, look, my background is someone that's always been active. I was an expat kid, so I was very fortunate to, you know, have the water as my friend from, a, from an early start. From, but from a business point of view is, I migrated from the, the leisure industry into, onto brand side, and I guess cut my teeth in the early years um, in Dubai, working for the distributor for Reebok and, um, and Speedo. And then progression of career took me to Nottingham, where I haven't kind of left. And that was as the international sports marketing manager for Speedo. And the continuum of that was, I guess, the passion and the entrepreneurial desire to want to do something for myself. And since, you know, 2001, you know, my business offer has been small agencies that worked with events, national governing bodies and athletes to, you know, the latter, you know, last two years of founding Her Spirit with, with Hollywoodford. Fantastic. And, and looking forward to hearing more about that story as, as, as we uh, progress through the chat. But, you know, I'd love to get a little bit of context. Uh, you know, it looks like positive times in the UK. We've seen pictures of not sure whether it's positive or, or might be a problem that comes back to bite, but you know, streets crammed with pubs reopened, things starting to unfold again. There's been, you know, we've been seeing the images of massive growth in people running and cycling, which I think is only good for the sport. But what's what's the last few months been like for you, Mel? Yeah, I mean, the last couple of months for us has been hugely positive because we had a, a digital and, and physical product and when COVID, you know, came to our door, we were actually in Mallorca when that happened and Spain locked down before the UK did. And, and our proposition was around events being at the heart and, you know, my passion for mass participation events and why we connected kind of early. And that was then going, right, okay, the business model is now completely flawed because those mass participation events won't happen anymore. So for us, it was then saying, right, well, how do we continue to, to live and thrive? And it was then saying, well, our digital proposition is a, is a necessity for an, every woman. We were able to unlock um, our funding and repurpose our funding from Sport England to do two things, which was to say, hey, we now have daily sessions that are around strength, mobility, indoor cycling, and you can do them at home. So you don't have to worry about not being able to kind of be active outside. So that was very much at the embryonic stage of stay in completely. And it was then looking at professionals within the trade. So Michelle Charland, who's our cycling lead, who's a you know, British cycling level two, she could continue to inspire many people uh, around you know, the UK. And, and what we saw is a significant increase. So our business has increased by 300%. And we then have kept the mass participation people 
And as you know, is community is at the heart of everything that we do. So women had the opportunity to be supported through our three pillars of mind, body and fuel. And that body piece is, is keeping people kind of active that might have been doing London Triathlon or might have been doing kind of Leeds and a plethora of others. So it's been challenging, to, don't get me you know, wrong, but I think now is the time where our non-execs has never waste a pandemic and we haven't wasted the pandemic to, you know, seize the opportunity and we believe, you know, enhance our business proposition significantly. Fantastic. And maybe just talk a little bit about that. I mean, you, you were talking be before we started recording about, you know, the, the program of your best year yet. I think if I've got the, the, the title right. You have, yeah. So what we have done is we've then said, well, now is the time because I guess the new norm is going to be that you can go out, you can be active. And we've always been able to do that. Boris Johnson was very clear from, from the outset, but the world has turned on its head and saying, right, use the opportunity to say, I've got a bit more time. I've been able to reflect in terms of what is important to me. And we know that you know being active is, is paramount. So at the end of this month, we will launch our campaign called Your Best Year Yet. And I guess the essence of it is about your, so it's personal. So it's around what do you want to achieve over the, the next 12 uh, months? And it's around, you know, being supported. You know, we still believe and hope that mass participation events will be an opportunity um, for, you know, women to, you know, come and do that. Um, and yeah, you know, more people are cycling. So we've partnered with a campaign called Bike is Best, because again, it's important to say, well, I want to ride my bike, but we become a product solution. So in that space, it's around confidence. It's a presumption that people are just going to get out and ride their bikes. So we have a product called um, Bike for Confidence. And we have a running proposition called Run Better Together. So you have the support to enable you, know, you to realize your best year yet. Fantastic. And so fundamentally, for those that don't know, Her Spirit is about taking and supporting women on this journey of, of many of them, if I've got it right, being beginners and bringing them into the sport and some of them not necessarily beginners, but you know, the culmination of it is participating in London Tri or a, a cycling event or something like that. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, so the way that articulates it, so her spirit is, is personalized coaching for your mind, body and fuel. And as we you know, talked about pre this call, they're intrinsically linked. So the first point around mine is around resilience. So, you know, how do you create your resilience toolbox body, find what's right for you. And fuel is around demystifying a lot of the clutter that's out there in terms of nutrition and you stick it together. And yeah, you know, we've got a lot of people that are new to being active. We've got a lot of people that are lapsed and they've now seen that there is the opportunity to do something and they have a community that support, you know, all the way through to, you know, the, the top end of that pyramid, which is, you know, the attack. So, you know, myself and Holly and a few others are, you know, still aiming to do that because you can be your best year yet by being an attack finisher or a 5k finisher. And, and we know that the whole female piece is, you know, it's a collective power and a lot of people call we, we have a superpower, Rob, and you know, you, and you've, you're embracing it and you can be our honorary superpower um, person for today. Wonderful. That, that sounds amazing. And, and, you know, we were talking as well about, you know, the, the power of, 
the woman at the core of maybe a family unit. And you shared a wonderful story of, of, of a woman who participated in London Try and brought her husband and I think it was son along. And they were saying, this is incredible. I want to be part of it, which again is the power of, of, of what these mass participation events create. Yeah, I mean, we worked um, really closely with, with Limelight last year on London Try to understand, you know, can you digitize mass participation and do it all encompassing? And it's yes. So it was simple as Jess Lane is the woman that we talked about. So we took Jess and 30 other women along a journey to do um, a super sprint in London and they became more confident which meant that that unlocked their capability. So Jess is somebody that really struggled from a swimming point of view. And yeah, she brought her husband who she'd been to numerous kind of running events with who hadn't really got excited and her two kids. And she's got one, her son is, you know, is quite severely autistic and they all went away buzzing because what they'd seen is a woman that had been strong that had been kind of vulnerable and you know her kids were inspired by the mum and the husband was inspired by the wife to then go what's this crazy multi-sport um, event I'd love to be part of it so you've now got a family unit and Jess has continued to you know to do that kind of during um, lockdown and that's the beauty of togetherness and we say in a succinct way together we've got this because if you've got that coaching support and you've got that people support blend them together you know, it's a real strong force for change. Wonderful. And, and you spoke earlier when, when you were talking about the last few months that there's been lots of challenges. What have been some of the biggest challenges that you've overcome? Yeah, I mean, our challenges from a business point of view are ones that I just talked about earlier in the sense that our business model was around subscriptions, subscriptions linked into um, mass participation events. And then, you know, within 48 hours, that's gone, that's, that's changed. So the challenge was that. The challenge was then repurposing what the proposition would be. And for us, we were fortunate to unlock some of our funding from an organization called Sport England, you know, and, and you know, fair play to them. They embraced it straight away. And it's then how do you digitize um, content you know I don't know how it was in Asia but in the UK every mother and their dog you know then said free content free content but what we believe we had purpose in terms that we had that kind of shared community piece that then supported that and how do you storytell so the challenge was is how do you digitally storytell the the Jess Lanes of this world through to numerous others that then became empowering um, and we were very lucky through that challenge to have the wonderful Louise Minchin, who's BBC Breakfast presenter, that has anchored our podcast series with the wonderful Annie Emerson, to know that the power of audio is so strong. So we brought that to life and the challenge pieces that used to be done in a nice studio. Well, we do it now on a Zoom call and it's supported by audio through kind of voice notes to have a really strong and empowering podcast series that is now just shy of 50,000 kind of downloads. But the so what factor is us. So it's not a piece that just sits in isolation. So with the challenge, ultimately, Rob, knitting it all together uh, and on a, a very short and small purse string, which, you know, I'm sure you uh, know very well within the, our worlds that we live in. 
Yeah, no, I totally understand. That sounds amazing. And, and you know, in, in amongst that, you, you mentioned a number of leaders. You're clearly a, a leader in terms of, you know, what you do in the industry, in terms of thought leadership. What are some of the, if you're giving anyone that's listening tips in terms of leadership, some principles that you, you apply, maybe someone that you've followed at a, as a leader who's helped you, Mel? Yeah, I mean, from a leadership point of view, I mean, I, there's one person that has been someone that supported me in terms of my leadership development. And he's a guy called Ian Philby, and he's one of two of our non-exec directors. So Ian's background, he was the trading director at, at Boots, and he carried on to be the chief exec of, of DFS and um, a multitude of other you know, big uh, retailers. And what Ian taught me in terms of kind of leadership was openness and that, you know, you need to, you know, em embrace the opportunities that are there to know that, you know, it's about listening is far too often we talk at people, we don't listen to what people, you know, have to say, and then it's extracting that knowledge, and then applying it in the way that, you know, we do. And, and leadership, Rob, comes in in so many different guises. We talk too often about the, the iconic leader, but we don't talk about the layperson, and you know we've got a plethora of people that I have you know really leaned to in terms of kind of leadership because they've overcome adversities that wouldn't you know have have been um, brought to life by someone like Ian. So it's that it's a real strong and, and, and great blend that I believe in from a leadership point of view. Yeah, some wonderful insights. Couldn't agree with you more. There's leaderships at every levels in our community, and uh, yeah, and and so often they get overlooked for these iconic leaders so yeah some great insights thank you as always love to finish on on an inspirational note i'm sure you've got many inspiring stories to share is there maybe one that stands out that you'd like to share today please mel yeah i'm gonna share it's a woman called marie moss and she's one of our community members so we call them her spiriters because you know it's the spirit within and it's the relatability back to the Maya Angelou um quote so you know, Marie's in her early 50s before she found us. She was really struggling emotionally and physically. And she has turned her attitude around. We know that until anybody, and this is both genders, until you're truly open to diarizing or journaling to put yourself at the heart of solving your own problem, is you will never succeed. And, and Marie did that. And, you know, she turned her life around and she's a, a great success story of us as a business proposition because of COVID. And every day she inspires me because, you know, she's somebody that you wouldn't look at as being a leader or an inspirer. And, you know, she's, you know, she's turned it on its head. And I guess back to the inspiration, the business was formed on a, on a quote by Maya Angelou about a woman, you know, flowing freely to follow and find her spirit and only, you know, her spirit. So, but Marie's one, Jess Lane as a woman is the same, um, autistic son, you know, that's, that's, that's a big, I'm really, really fortunate that I have the ability to be inspired by people like Ian and other people that sit on our advisory board all the way through to the Marie's and the Jess. So never stop licking, never stop listening, never, never stop kind of learning because you never know, you know, who you'll be inspired by um, in the next day, hour or week. Wonderful, wonderful way to close. And we're so fortunate to be in this industry where we are just absolutely surrounded by inspiration. 
Mel, wonderful to catch up. Uh, let's not leave it a year this time. Look forward to catching up with you again soon. And thank you so much for making the time. Look forward to the best year yet for you and your team. Yeah, no, thanks, Rob. And look, you know, just to close um, for us as a business proposition, if you feel inspired by her spirit, the problem that we're trying to solve is a global one. And it's around in the UK, 7% decline in participation of women. So look, you know, help us on a journey to, to make that change simple. Sign up, download the app or, you know, connect with you and, and let's solve that problem together from a female point of view. And thanks for your opportunity. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks so much, Mel. Okay.